Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. As a matter of fact, that's what the climb means, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B. Why did we name it that? We named it that because that's the only way that you're going to get a deal. This podcast exists because we want you to win, and you're going to have to come in with some business. Your talent's about 2% of it. 98% of it's going to be how big is your audience and how much can they you make them want you. So I want to introduce you to the man who came up with the title there. He's a wordsmith. He's a hit songwriter, and he's also my co-host. His name is Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And not only that, he actually connects you to the pros. You can't do any better than that. So you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny. Johnny owns Daredevil Productions. They help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. There is no S because there is no other Johnny. That's right. How are How you? How you doing? I'm doing Man, good. I'm doing well. Doing well, doing well, doing well. You know, not much to talk about. Actually, there's a lot to talk about. We ain't going to talk about it. We're going to get into the stuff, aren't we? We're going to get to the stuff, man. The title. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about my dog. <laughs> How is that dog doing, by the way? So, uh, the title of this uh, episode is Five Networking Hacks. Like, everybody needs to be a better networker. And I'm going to share, like, a teaching moment that I had with a mentor of mine that uh, blew my mind. And this is going to improve your ability to network and give you some confidence when you're going out there. So, um, we're going to... Awesome. I need that. Yeah. But first, I think we have a review. Oh, lay it on me. I love the yes. star reviews. This is a, a tasty, crispy nugget of a review. It's a five-star review from Jamestown Julian, maybe is how it's pronounced. It says, the title is, I'm a climber, fasho. Actually, I think he means fasho. Fasho. <laughs> nice. I think. Okay, I've not read this before, so let's see how well I read this off the cup. Uh, yo, J and B, y'all keep it up. All the way to the top. Salute you both from me, Cairo, and all of us here at LMG Death Traps, Memphis, Tennessee. And I got a song title for you. Oh, I'm not going to look at that. Oh, right. That way you can use it in the future. The <laughs> <laughs> song title challenge. I'm going to just minimize that and not look at it. Uh, but Memphis, Tennessee. I used to go to Memphis uh, when I was in college at Jonesboro, Arkansas. At Arkansas State, go Red Wolves. We'd uh, go there for like fraternity formals and that kind of stuff. So uh, Shout out to yeah. Memphis. Go through Memphis from Arkansas all the way to Tennessee. So always glad to see it because it meant 
I was getting in Tennessee. I was getting that much closer to Nashville. Love then it. We get no offense. So, yes. So thank you, uh, Jamestown. Thanks for the uh, five-star review. We appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you, Jamestown. And uh, as in anybody else, if you, if you like the content that you're hearing on these podcasts, I mean, we're about to blow past 75,000 downloads, which we're super excited about. Uh, please tell your friends about it. Share it. Um, leave a rating and review. It makes you uh, it makes us look more legit to the new people coming in, and it'll make you feel good. And of course, we'll make you famous, right? So if you share oh, it, you're cool. If you if you if you mm-hmm. if you give us a shout out, we'll make you famous. I would I would love to hit a hundred thousand downloads on our hundredth episode. That would be all right. That's coming up. That'd be insane. That'd be a lot of work to do. Y'all go do it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> be a lot of work friend. to do. All right. So yeah, I, I got a crazy story to tell you then. Um, all right. Yeah. So, so you know, I got off the road. I moved back here to, to. I'm back here. I moved to Nashville in 1997, or I'm sorry, 1995. I was here for a couple of years, and and then I moved out to LA in 1997, and I and I started working. Um, I formed a sales company, and I started working with this other corporation called Zephyrtronics. I've mentioned them before on the podcast, I think. But they had this like really walk on water. Uh, if anybody out there has ever used a soldering iron to solder some electronics on your guitar or something like that, these guys had a, a zero damage soldering system for electronics. And uh, it was my maybe my first month out there. And um, um, it's a you know sales gig. And uh, this the president of the company, his name is David Jacks. And uh, I got to tell you just a little bit about him so this will make sense. But... Um, David was like, have you ever seen that movie, Brent, called Goodwill Hunting? Yeah, yeah, it's about those people doing discount shopping. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is that? That's, <laughs> that's shopping, that's hunting for bargains at Goodwill. That's oh. a different thing. Never mind. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, yeah, man, Robin Williams, Matt Damon, yeah, uh, yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Matt Damon's character um, is. Like it, so, David Jacks was like Matt Damon's character in the movie, but instead of math, which just sort of came to him easily, mm-hmm. he understood heat, right? So he, <laughs> well, he had, like I said, he had this walk-on-water piece of equipment that would let engineer any engineer or technician solder or desolder the same spot on a circuit board with zero damage to the board. And I mean, this guy was so smart. Just to put it into perspective, at the age of twenty-seven, before he started this company, he was the director of engineering for Rubbermaid, which is a $7 billion conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And so all the coffee makers, glue guns, soldering irons, iron irons, um, hair, you know, uh, hair, blo- hair dryers, anything that had anything to do with heat, any product, consumer product, had anything to do with heat, uh, he, he was the guy that, he was the juice, right? Wow. And so I don't give, I expect anybody to give a rip about that, but what's important is he's got that crazy, freakishly genius brain, right? Okay. And this product was so walk on water that we got a lot of attention at every trade show that we demonstrated at. So that's kind of the way it works. Like with these electronic manufacturers, they make these products, they go to these electronic trade shows and you have a badge that you're wearing and you get this little machine and it shoots the badge. Like it's, it's your little barcode reader and it shoots the badge mm-hmm. and then it, 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 you get a lead, right? And so you have the contact information for that person. So then your job as the sales guy is to go and contact everybody from the show and follow up and create appointments and go and sell the, the, the equipment, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you got to go out and demonstrate it and all that stuff. So, you know, partly because I had the still the rock star mentality and I wasn't afraid to talk to anybody and I knew that we had something that was so cool. Like, remember when we talked about how um, 
Colonel Parker with Elvis Presley when you know he was a circus huckster, right? Mm-hmm. And, and th- but instead of going through the the tent and being disappointed after you paid your money to get in and seeing some crazy bearded lady that's just disgusting, you saw Elvis, right? And you're like, <laughs> it's like the opposite of that. Yes. Yeah. So this was this was like that. Like we would have, I would literally have like a little ten foot by ten foot booth. It was not a big booth. This was a small little company, and we would have engineers like four deep standing in line to to um to see us do this because I would be just be shouting of everybody like I'm taking this chip off now I'm going to put it back on now I'm taking it off same spot zero damage like people were freaking out right because I mean if you just just to put it into perspective like any kind of satellites that they shoot into space there's one board there's no prototype the prototype is what they're shooting into space so it's like a half a million dollar board you know you, wow. you can't screw it up and um, so this is like a, this is how exciting this was for these engineers and anyway um so the first, I think maybe month or so that I was out there, David went with me to all these meetings to kind of show me how to sell it, give me an idea of what he expected to, you know, how he expected me to represent his product and give me the, the, the talking points on here's, here's the pain points that these guys are feeling. This is where you want to stick to. So mm-hmm. at one point we found ourselves at the Los Angeles Hughes Aerospace Facility right by LAX there. And we were... Mm-hmm. David and I were led up to a conference room for the presentation by a receptionist and the door opened and Brandon, I, mean, I couldn't believe it. it. It's like we were rock stars. There was 40 engineers in attendance that wanted to see this product work. And you were like rock stars. So were they throwing like their underwear at you or like pocket <laughs> protectors or anything? No, but they were throwing our, their boards at us. They're like, you know, each one had a problematic a, circuit board in their hand. It's a lot like, more painful. Yeah. Fix, fix this zero damage solder boy. You know, let's see what, you know, I heard about you. Let's see what you can do. They're right. So, um, and yeah. I soldered our whole thing. Yeah. It was right. awesome. It was amazing, yeah. right? I so, soldered the whole thing. I watched David yeah. uh, introduce himself to each of the 40 engineers, shake their hands, and thank them for taking the time to, you know, to, to list, watch the presentation today. And everybody's, like, really excited, right? They're, 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 they're prepared to love what we're doing. They want to see it work, and then they're going to freak out. So um, here's the rub. When we were done with the whole Tent and Pony show, the whole presentation, David went around to each of the 40 engineers looked them in the eye, shook their hand, and thanked them once again, but he was using each one of their names. Now, did they have name tags on? No, nobody had name tags on. So, uh, it was like, it was like my jaw dropped. Like, and, and, and so did everybody else's in the room, by the way. This is the, this is the point I want to make. Mm-hmm. Like, by the time he got to like the 12th or 15th dude, <laughs> he's still, you know, he, he wasn't even halfway through yet. And everybody mm-hmm. else was just waiting to see if he was going to remember their name. And they were <laughs> impressed. Like everybody was like, wow. And by the time he got to like the 20th or like the 30th person, like the last 10 guys were like, I can't believe you remember everybody's name. This is everybody's just shaking their head. Like, this is crazy. This is like a trick, like a parlor trick, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was one of the most impressive things I'd ever seen. I mean, clearly the engineers felt the the same way, like I said, because they were so blown away and, and they were talking about it. And David just smiled and said something demure or whatever and just played it super cool because that's the that's the way he was. Because, you know, heat, you played it cool. Yeah. Okay. No damage. Boom. No damage. Yeah. So it turns, it turns out David uh, is also a genius at network strategies, too. Mm-hmm. And on the ride back to the office, I mean, of course, I'm looking over and I'm like, how the hell did you do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He said, he said, well, Jerry, let me tell you. Yeah, like, you need to tell me exactly what you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Because, I mean, listen, when it comes to networking, like the, the number one rule is when you, because when you're networking, by definition, you're meeting, pe- well, not by definition, but you're meeting, pe- a lot of times you're meeting people for the first time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you meet somebody for the first time, they're not going to remember what you said. They might not even really remember how much, what you looked like, right? Um, they're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. So when you do something like that, they're never going to forget you because that was impressive, right? And they were mm-hmm. impressed. And when they're impressed, that's going to, they're going to, it's like scratching your, you're indulging your, 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 your memory into their brain. Like it's just tattooing mm-hmm. it on their brain, you know? <clears throat> so I think, uh, yeah, it was me, me, Angelo had the quote actually. People won't remember what you said or even how much you looked, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that's what we're going to cover today. I'm going to give you five different memory hacks that are rather easy to do, but hard to remember to execute. So it's not easy, but when you get into the habit of the five-step hack, you'll forget you're even doing it. It'll become like autopilot, like tying your shoes. And mm-hmm. whenever you meet somebody for the first time and remember their name, you'll always make them feel good. And man, how important is that in this industry, brother? Oh, huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I've heard about uh, Garth Brooks, and that's also what I've heard about Bill Clinton. People that love them or hate them, very top of their game. It's like Bill Clinton's supposed to be like a freak with remembering names. Yeah. And bra sizes. And here's no, the, I'm going to show kidding. you what he does. Just names. And Garth is the same way. He's great at remembering names. So, you know, Bill meets you like five years later and go, oh, hey, Johnny, how's it going? Yeah. Because you, you remember. You're amazed. Yeah. Because you remember. And I'll, a side note, little side story about uh, Garth. I was one of my buddies, like in the mid 90s, like when he was like, the bomb, right? Like he was like yeah. on fire, like all over the radio, all that stuff. And we're stuck in traffic in in the village, you know, on 21st there. And and we look over and all of a sudden there's this like big uh, beige pickup truck, dually pickup truck. And mm-hmm. my, my buddy's driving. We're going the opposite way, but we're kind of stuck at a light. And he's going opposite way. All of a sudden he looks over, he's like... Holy S, you're Garth Brooks. <laughs> and Garth had his window down. He's like, he goes, yes, I am. And he hops out of the car in the middle of traffic. He's like, I'm not a terrorist. And he runs over. I just want to shake your hand. <laughs> and he just, Garth is laughing. He's like, it's all good, dude. It's all cool. Like the nicest guy ever. Oh, right. He was it. Like, okay. I got a quick, I got a quick Garth story. So we're at the number one party uh, for Good Ride Cowboy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's you know Garth single, and then Bob Doyle was kind of one of the writers on it because he gave Garth a, like the title or whatever. And so we're at one of Bob's barns or something, and there people are hanging out and stuff. And and I don't, I think at that point maybe I hadn't met Garth before. I met him one other time. I think I met him one other time, briefly. And uh, I was talking to my buddy Tim Mites, and he's you know my first co-writer, wrote our first songs together. He's back in Arkansas, huge Garth fans, huge, you know, monumentally, you know influence on on our music and writing and stuff and so i told him i was like hey i'm gonna tell garcia said hey he's like all right do it and so emily's there with him and i i go i mean garth i'm like hey by the way tim says hey he goes tim dubois or something like he's like tim i'm like no tim i somebody mine says hey he goes well, okay, then tell Tim I said, hey. I was like, all right. Like, it, totally, it was totally goofy, but I was like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> was this like, is my chance. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to tell my buddy, he said, hey, just because Tim would like that. This, so anyway. This is my just, chance. So, so random. My, my wife's like, I can't believe you do that. <laughs> so so there's that. nothing sweeter, right, than the sound of your own name. And oh, yeah. um, the, uh, it, it, the, the method that David used 
was called the CHARM method. And I know that you love acronyms, brother. So you're mm-hmm. right up your mm-hmm. alley. And, and how appropriate is the acronym for what we're about to accomplish, right? That's a perfect Charm. acronym. So the C stands for care. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's a Zig Ziglar mm-hmm. quote right there. The, our, our, I, think the, I don't think it's arguably. He's the greatest salesman that ever lived in the face of the planet, right? Yeah. Like guys like Seth Godin bow down to Zig Ziglar, okay? Um, mm-hmm. There's a million singer, songwriter, artists who are way better than you. So if you think, you know, someone is going to be blown away by your talent and completely devote their lives to your success once they meet you for the first time, you're delusional. There has to be more, and they, they, they'll need to feel that you care about them. And it's hard to get, you know, get people to feel that you, give, that, that you give a crap about them, their career, their family, their well-being, when you don't care enough to remember their name. Mm-hmm. Right? So yep. David blew away 40 engineers and myself because he cared enough to go through a clear amount of work during that introduction part to impress everybody to remember their name later. And, uh, and I've heard the same thing, by the way, about Garth, and I've heard the same thing about Bill mm-hmm. Clinton, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nobody would have faulted him for not remembering 40 names. because No one expected him to. Exactly. But everyone, everyone was impressed when he did. So you get it? You see how that Mm -hmm. works? Like, um, you know, not remembering and nobody would care one way or the other because it's a lot of names, but going through the work of remembering and those 40 engineers will never forget him. And that's what we want as artists and songwriters and um, and musicians. When we're networking, we want somebody to walk away feeling like, wow, that like the the warm fuzzy, you know? Mm -hmm. So the H stands for here. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. This is the hardest part for me personally because I'm always bouncing off the walls if you haven't figured that out yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're talking to yourself inside your head and strategizing a response at the same time that you're supposed to be listening for their name, you're going to miss the name. 
You know, you're always mm. going to hear yourself. You're always going to trump your own conversation in your head over what somebody else is telling you. Um, so, uh, you know, Stephen Covey's in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Individuals is quoted as saying, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this has always been, let me interrupt you because yeah. I'm listening with the intent to say something. The, you know, this, this is something that's always funny. It's like, I'm sorry, you know, I meet somebody and I'm like, and they're like, hey, I'm Sharon, whatever. I'm like, hey, I'm Brent. I'm sorry, what's your name again? I was busy trying to think about what my name is. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, good. Like you really need to prep and you got to prepare like how to respond to their name. No, it's your, it's your, you respond with your own name or hi, nice to meet you. Like this really needs to take up my bandwidth on how to respond to what their name is. Just listen. But I do it. Yep. Busy trying to think, don't mess up my own name. Don't mess up my own name. <laughs> I know. Like, like you I can say that in your Barry sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm Bruce. <laughs> So this is so tricky for me because like, you know, like you're saying, my mind goes a million miles per hour. But when I'm disciplined and listening for their name, I I remember it. And it's so simple to do, but hard to implement because you have to be intentional Mm -hmm. about doing it. You have to think, okay, she's about to tell me her name. He's about to tell me his name. I need to shut up right now. Shut up. You know, and then listen. Your voice. And yeah. I'll bet that you've complained, uh, you know, a million times about how you can't remember this thing or that thing. And what you're really blaming is your retention because you, 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 you think you can't remember it. But the problem isn't your retention, it's your attention. Ooh. It's the fact that you weren't paying attention when it was told to you. So um, you, you were listening, by the way, quick little side note. Um, so uh, I'm in high school and it's my senior year and I've kind of just coasted through high school, right? I got like a 3.0 that's sort of dipped down uh, my, the fourth quarter of my junior year to like a 2.8. I'm so bored in high school. I can't even see straight, you know, like it, I just, Oh my dude, it was just, it was torture. But uh, you know, my father being a Marine, uh, we had a, a heart-to-heart conversation, which I'm pretty sure even at six foot two had me about six inches off the floor up against the wall with the stack and swivel. We had a heart-to-heart or a boot-to-butt conversation. <laughs> yeah, boot-to-butt conversation. And he's like, you know, you're, you're smarter than most people I know, and, and there's no excuse for this. So you got to get your grades up. you got to figure out what the hell you're going to do to make that happen. And you know what I did? I paid attention in class. <laughs> I made the next year a, a mental like exercise of just paying att- don't daydream pay attention to what they're saying I, did I do more homework or double down on the books absolutely not I just paid attention in class and I've received the information and passed the test I had like a 3.8 at the end of uh, at the end of my senior year it was amazing right that's funny that's a I'd... lie it was a 3.5 oh okay there we go. Good. At least one quarter sure. I had a three point eight, but the rest, the, the last quarter of your senior year, I mean, you know, you can't be. I mean, really, you accountable just, for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> senioritis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, so it's not your retention; it's your attention. You weren't listening when it was happening, and um, and so you never really got the information to begin with. So just be silent and listen. Is it a coincidence that silent and listen are an anagram? Oh. oh, if you rearrange the words in silent, you get listen. If you rearrange the same letters in listen, you get silent. I think. And no. you rearrange Santa and you get Satan. Whoa, hey. that We didn't need to go there. Christmas is coming up. I used to tear. <laughs> I used to bug my mom. She'd have these boxes say Santa around at Christmas and I'd rearrange them to say Satan. She's like, stop it. 
sorry. <laughs> well, he does wear red. Yeah, I know. He wears red. Mm-hmm. He's watching you. <laughs> okay, so the A in charm stands for ask. This is my favorite trick all the time. And Brent, you just inadvertently did it uh, when I'm a natural. when you were telling when you were telling your thing. People love. Uh, being asked about their name. And and you can ask a, a, a boatload of questions. And and why, by the way, why do I mostly ask? Because I miss it the first time because I'm I'm not being intentional, right? <laughs> and so, like, they say their name, I miss their freaking name, and I, I say my name, and as I'm saying my name, I realize I never got their name because I'm an mm-hmm. idiot. And then, um, then I go to the A, I go to the ask, right? And so, um, you can ask them where their name is from. What does their name mean? How do you spell it? That's my favorite thing. Like, how do you spell it? Because most names, like even John, just a couple ways to spell it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, I can think of three na- ways to spell it right about J O H N, J O N, or G I O N. And um, there's, I think there's J H O N as well. Like, it just sort of depends. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, you can ask them, like, how do you spell it? Is it, is it like a weird way? You know, something like that? Because I want to picture it right, right? And um, if, if they were named after somebody, that's another way to ask about their name. And people love to talk about their name, mm-hmm. right? And so, the, by the way, this is like, we, we could call it, you know, A for ask and also, uh, you know, like, it's like a ripcord, right? <laughs> like, if you screwed up the first one, <laughs> here's how you can redeem yourself in the same exchange right then and there and be, be brilliant with it. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite gestures because you'll actually learn from the person that you just met. It gets them talking about themselves, which is always a winner, and they get to very briefly tell you why they're special because they were named after so-and-so and they have a unique spelling, right? Like, for instance, our mutual friend Neil Schuyler. Mm-hmm. Is uh, first of all, it's weird because she's a girl named Neil, which is a boy's name, but she's got right. two L's because she was named after her mom's uh, maiden name, I believe, or a family name at least. That's O'Neill, and so mm-hmm. the, they're Irish. So it's it's uh, that's why she has that unique name. So oh. I mean, how? And by the way, that story, story branding, right? If there's an interesting mm-hmm. story behind it, that helps you remember. Yeah. Um, and plus, you get to hear the name a couple more times. Mm-hmm. And this is always, like I said, a biggie for me because I was always talking to myself in my head the first time and not paying a damn bit of attention to, to what I said. So the R in charm stands for repeat. After you hear the name for the first time, repeat it back to them to make sure you heard it correctly. Because uh, sometimes there's weird pronunciations, right? And people appreciate when you ask them, uh, you know, how, how do you prefer to be like, so my name's Johnny and everybody mm-hmm. that knows me calls me Johnny, but people who meet me for the first time out of respect will often ask, you know, can I refer to you as Johnny or just John? They're asking yeah. me, how do you, how do you want me to address you? Like what's, what level of friendship are we right now? You know? And, um, and so, you know, I'm sure that you get that a lot as well. And, and, you know, how do you want me to refer to you? Like Brent or Mr. Baxter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Call me grandpa and get off my lawn. <laughs> so after you hear the, the name for the first time, repeat it back to them to make sure you heard it correctly. Sometimes you're in a loud room, you might be at a show, there's a lot going on and you want to ensure that you have it down. And it would suck to have a long conversation with Chad and then say, goodbye, Brad. 
Oh yeah. You know, and then you just you just go from being super cool to being a complete douche, right? If yeah. they liked you because it doesn't sound like you give a crap about their name. And again, it's it's a, you're showing that you care. You're like, "Oh, it's really loud in here. I want to make sure I heard your name right." Like, is it, you know, is it Brent or Brett, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, something like that. So, just asking a person if you're pronouncing if their name correctly is a warm gesture that shows that you care. And it will mentally, uh, also mentally, I'll mentally repeat their name five times in my head. This helps it sink. And so while I'm doing that handshake, I'm, 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 you know, Brent, 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 Brent. I'm just doing that every single time. So use this and use it often, but don't use it too often out loud. If you abuse it, you'll sound disingenuous, you know? So um, value bomb. Like programmed. Yeah. Value bomb. I, I, um, I intentionally try to pepper in a person's name in a conversation, even if I already have a relationship with them on a regular basis, because people love to hear their name. And on, on the listening end, as a listener, when somebody's talking to me, I found myself kind of inadvertently drifting off certain conversations in the middle of it and being pulled back in by the sound of my name. You know, at the moment when you're talking with somebody and you think they're going away, Brent, uh, that brings you back mm-hmm. in, doesn't it? What? Yes, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> so, um, you know, that reminds me when I hear my name, it's time to pay attention. And this is a really super effective strategy. So, um, this last one is the genius piece right here. The M in charm stands for marker. And this is the main trick that David used with those 40 Hughes uh, aerospace engineers. He wrote all their names on his arm in marker. <laughs> nope. He told me like a, okay. as, as he shook each of their hands and repeated their names out loud, he did two other things. One was to mentally repeat their names five times, and the other sounds crazy, but try this, because it's astounding how well it works. He imagined their names with the correct spelling, because he asked about it, written on their forehead with a marker in his favorite color. Uh-huh. So I recommend that you try that in your favorite color. Just imagine, envision it on their forehead, their name on their forehead. And, uh, you know, we remember what we see more than what we hear. Mm-hmm. And you've never, think about it this way, you've never forgotten a face and remembered a name. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, many U.S. presidents, including, you know, Clinton, have, have uh, used this method to recall names because, uh, y- you know, you need to be a dignitary. You need to come off like you care. And there's important stuff going on with the country. And uh, it, I'll tell you, Brent, it took me like about six months of sort of haphazard execution stumbling across this, but I got pretty good at it. And um, since then, I, I must admit, I, I fell off a little bit and mm-hmm. it's kind of embarrassing, but uh, when I got the you know the idea for this podcast which is a derivative of a blog i sent out um you know i'm I'm kicking my own butt and kind of back on it and i'll Mm -hmm. tell you what like man it's crazy like there's a couple times where i've done it and i've done the whole routine right i Mm ask their name the correct spelling i'm shaking their hand i'm saying it five times in my head i'm envisioning it in red my favorite color is red so it's a red marker on your forehead when i meet you and um and then I go off, I'm having a conversation over here, blah, blah, blah. And I come back 10 minutes later and there's that person like, hey, you know, see Johnny, I'm taking off. And I'm like, oh, uh, bye, Rob. And I'm like, and right at that moment, massive panic attack, right? Like, crap, what's his name? <laughs> and it just comes right. out. Like, it's genius. It just comes out and you're like, oh. 
See, so, I got to tell you though, I'm in trouble. My favorite color is flesh tone. <laughs> I don't even see it. My I favorite color blank. is uh, nude pantyhose. Another <laughs> <laughs> story about Bill Clinton. He he does that, and he remembers people's names. You know what else he does when he uh, gives uh, gives speeches? He he pictures the audience nude. Oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's because he's a pervert. No, that's just the interns. <laughs> that's just the interns. Well, that's just the he interns and every all, other female that's ever been around all, him other than his he wife. He imagines the whole audience in his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> in his underwear. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but anyway, listen, that's all I got to say about that, guys. I think, um, you know, a, a lot of times I think artists have a lot of... Um, a lot of trepidation, a lot of apprehension about networking, and, and if we could throw out a trick or two to to give you a tool to work on that you can that you can effectively put together and make you a little bit more confident about networking, you'll get out there more and do it, make some more friends, create some more relationships, and this business is all about relationships. So, um, listen, that's all I got to say about that. Um, brings us to the end of another killer episode of The Climb. And um, on mm-hmm. that note, hey, you know, listen, what you really want is you want to become the songwriter that uh, everybody loves. You want to become the artist that everybody loves. You, you, you make art. You want to get it out there. You want to be validated for it. You want people to become aware of it, to hear it, and then love it. That's what we want. There's nothing that feels better than that. And think about that for a second. Think about what that feels like to to have more than to, you know to, that feeling on stage when when everybody's standing up and applauding and, and and bowing down at your feet because you just slayed them with an incredible performance of your own song, and that requires marketing. And a lot of us suck at marketing. And at Daredevil, we're really good at it. We're real good at it. And, and, and we're, we're growing every single day. We, in fact, we picked up three new clients this month, I'm, I'm happy to say. So uh, you can pick up some of these gems to, to apply to you because in, in previous podcasts, Brent and I have talked about how it is important that every artist is so different. It, it, everybody's path is going to be different. There's no cookie cutter way to do it. There can't be. So... Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we're available for one-on-one consultations, one-on-one coaching. We'll we'll go through your social media. We'll go through your website, your web store if you have one. If you don't have one, shame on you. And we will put together and customize a master plan for you that will help you begin to expand your audience and you can start to feel some of the benefits that a daredevil artist is feeling. Like if you know if you don't have the marketing budget to come on with Daredevil, there's a lot less expensive ways that we can help you help yourself. So uh, hit me up at info at daredevilproduction.com. Once again, production is singular. There is no S. That's info at daredevilproduction.com. And uh, just put consultation in the subject line and we'll get back to you as quick as we can and try to schedule a meeting immediately. But uh, anyway, brother, um, mm-hmm. man, that was fun, right? I mean, I, I like how you uh, you automatically had that little that, that the question thing in there. You asking the question, wait, what was your name again? How'd you say that again? Yeah, like how did you pronounce that? Was that is that a weird spelling? Sometimes if you say like what's your name again, it means you didn't listen. But if you ask them how right. you spell it, like it's it's you can get away with it. You can get away. You're with like that. Mary, M A R Y. Okay, uh, so I, like Mary. I, I think it's Marie. <laughs> well, no, but you can be quick about it. Like I've actually been busted with that one before, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm like, how'd you say that? And she's like Mary, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna sound nuts, but I got a friend, and I'm lying. Uh, uh, his spells <laughs> are M A R E E. So I just didn't know. Like after that, I figured, you know, for instance, Carrie. Right, the the girl I used to date, C A R I. My sister Carrie, K E R R Y. 
the normal carry, C-A-R-R-I-E. So sometimes, especially these days, parents are getting crazy with it. So use that and, and have a little swagger on your thing, right? Because we want you to win. Y'all keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top, Johnny and Jamestown and Todd and Mary and Chris and Billy and Bob and Mike. <laughs> what? What kid show is that? <laughs> the kid looked in the mirror and said everybody's name. <laughs>